Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. Coming to you from next to a kitchen! Woo! Woo! Yes, there is some spaghetti being cooked currently, but uh, it should be done by the time that we come back to review the film. The film this week, uh, coincidentally, it's The Big Lebowski. It's a a comedy classic. Or is it a comedy classic? Let's ask our first guest who has seen the film, uh, Mr. Luke Jago. Hi, Luke. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me back. Uh, you're most welcome. Uh, welcome to 2018. It's nice yeah. nice to see you in the future. I know. Um, w- now, you've seen The Big Lebowski. Yeah, I saw it when it came out on DVD, or video when, <laughs> when it first came out. Yeah. And I've bought every incarnation of this film. I think I bought it about four times. Mm. Um, I bought it on VHS when it first came out. I bought it on the first release DVD. Then I bought it on another release DVD, which is like a 10-year anniversary with all different awesome special features. And then I bought it again on Blu-ray a few years ago. Mm. So I, I guess you could say I really like this movie. Now... I referred to it as a comedy classic and then immediately went, but is it in my yeah. head? Yeah, it is, yeah. You would say it's a comedy classic? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, yeah. It's a Coen Brothers film, so that immediately almost puts it in its own category of film. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. you you would still say it fits into the comedy classic Without section. a doubt. Without a doubt? Yeah. Okay, well I, well, I did have a doubt, so there is at least... Yeah, no, there's none. Okay, there's none. Yeah. Excellent. And um, yes, this film turning 20 years old. Oh my God. Can you believe it? The signs indicate uh, maybe a sense of ennui. Mm. Joining us as our guest who has not seen the film and uh, will be meeting the dude for the very first time, it's Rihanna Hall. Hello! (laughs) And uh, fresh from a a week of improv D&D. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm feeling good. I had a pretty good night's sleep uh, last night and the night before, so getting my energy again, but definitely still enjoying not doing anything in like a nice post-fringe kind of nap. <laughs> yes, uh, for those of you listening outside of WA, the uh, Perth Fringe Festival has just concluded a few days ago at the time of recording, and uh, for local artists like uh, Rihanna here, uh, this week is basically a sort of hibernation sleepy week, mm, where everyone is. just <laughs> sort of <laughs> actually gets some sleep and returns to, to normal uh, human beings. What do you know about the Big Lebowski? Um, I don't know much at all, to be honest. I had a quick look at the DVD cover and like the the images look familiar, though. So I feel like I may have seen like snippets, maybe, or uh, just pictures, or maybe I, I pondered watching it once and then decided not to. Um, but that, that, yeah, I don't really know anything about the Big Lebowski or who that might be. <laughs> well, well, it certainly <laughs> is, is a bit of an interesting question. Um, and Luke... I suppose in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what what can Rihanna and uh, new viewers to, to this film expect? Uh, just expect a really weird, wild ride. You know, it's set in LA in the 90s and, like, the early 90s, and um, just uh, pr- be prepared for a great cast of um, crazy characters and um, even slight sort of noir detective plot lines. And, yeah, just... Go with it, man, because it's it's just like your opinion, man. (laughs) Excellent. Well, shall we jump into this one? Let's do it. All righty. For those of you at home, pop in your DVDs or your Blu-rays and uh, (laughs) make sure that you stretch out your rugs that really tie the room together as we prepare to watch The Big Lebowski.
welcome back. We have just finished watching The Big Lebowski. And by we, I of course mean my guests, Mr. Luke Jager. Hey, man. And uh, Miss Rihanna Hall. What was that movie? <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump right into it. Rihanna, what did you think? I'm confused. I don't know what I think. I, I like equally loved it and hated it at the same time okay yeah okay. Mm. so i'm currently gathering my thoughts at the moment okay a bit well, about uh, that. <laughs> well as you gather those thoughts what are, what are a couple of things that you liked about the film um i i liked the uh, ridiculousness of it and mm. how you know it's it was just this nobody and all these crazy things were happening uh and it had quite a few funny moments uh to it uh, and some great actors as well mm. who just kept popping up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cast for this film is, is pretty amazing. Um, but what were a couple of things that you didn't like about it? Just the it was a kind of nothing movie. Mm. Um, <laughs> I had so many questions throughout, like, mm. did he never lock his door? Why was <laughs> why really was one. daughter Lebowski yeah. British? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, there was just a few things that I was just kind of like, oh, oh all right then, okay, I suppose. No, no, that's fair. There's, yeah. a, there's a few uh, questions, I think, that <laughs> are left. Have you seen a Coen Brothers film before? I'm just curious. Yes, uh, I definitely have. I can't think of what, um, which ones. Uh, what, uh, uh, Hail Caesar was Hail Caesar. most recent one. Recent, yeah, um, Fargo and... There will be blood. Was that this? No, uh, no, no, no. Country I, for old men. The other yeah. one, yeah. <laughs> no country for old men. I don't think I've seen um, it. Raising Arizona. Um, oh, what was the one with uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney? Um, Two thousand. Oh yeah, Burn After Reading. Burn After Reading, yeah. yeah. Um, which oh, is. Oh, I may have seen that one. Yeah, which yeah. is a, a very similar feelings of what yeah. what happened. Although, yeah. Burn After Reading, I will admit, is is probably my favourite. Yeah, of, right. of the Coen brothers, just yeah. to get a sense. And obviously, Jager, you've 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 seen a fair few of uh, their work. Their works. Is this one your favourite? Oh, it's right up there. I mean, it's it's probably a toss up between The Big Lebowski and Fargo for mm. me. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's up there for sure. And how, how long has it been since you last watched this film? It's actually been quite a while. Like I've, I like to starve myself of this film, mm -hmm. you know, so you know I can get into it fresh again and just rediscover all the crazy characters and great moments you know it's just got lots of great moments which um i kind of hope to forget so it feels fresh and new so it was great watching it with mm -hmm. someone that hadn't seen it because yeah. i could kind of live vicariously vicariously through your experience even yeah. though you did hate some of it as well well that's but the thing i still haven't decided I'm exactly like <laughs> well i mean you know we're all laughing at the right bits and yeah. uh, i was glad to see that it still you know is funny you know for a, mm. someone that hasn't seen it before so that was good indeed and 20 years on as well it's nice to see that it's well it, it's central message and it's exactly. survives yeah it's i mean it's a real film i don't even really see it as a comedy i think the comedy yeah. just comes from the characters instead I think so. of the situations you know so yeah I, I think that's partly why when i said it was a comedy classic and then had to stop myself because yeah. it's not really a comedy yeah it's just but it's cult. very funny yeah it's a cult classic movie <laughs> yeah. that just happens to have great funny moments mm. in it so i mean it, yeah it, it starts i there's a lot of this film which i'd forgotten because it's been about a decade since i'd last seen it yeah, right. um you know starting with the the tumbleweed and the narration from sam elliott about yeah. the dude yeah um, <laughs> the dude abides but really sets it up quite nicely. Yeah. And then we're introduced to the dude um, in a supermarket uh, and then gets into his house and there's um, the the debt collectors, I guess. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you got Wu and Blonde. I yeah. Think. Wu and Blonde. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blonde. Just there. <laughs> yeah. And chasing the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, semi sort of like drowning him in the toilet a bit. And yeah. then. Uh, so great. And then peeing on the rug. Yeah. Jack move. It, yeah. It really tied <laughs> the room together. Move. It did. It really tied the room together. Mm. Yeah. Um and it, it sort of it, it's a really interesting film in that in that sense that you have a the the pace is all over the place, but in a really good way, I mm. think, in a very deliberate way. That yeah. um, you know, things either happen at breakneck speed or very, very slowly. And exactly. they they can put the two together and have it still feel suitable thematically yeah, which is um let the pleasing. film breathe and yeah and so when it does get crazy and intense it really has more of an impact you mm. know? and I, yeah i love that about it yeah. i think if you were trying to pin down a plot I, I think a lot of it would be about the fact that um bunny lebowski has gone missing i think yes. that that's that's maybe sort of the central ish yeah classic plot. kind of film noir 
kind of story. Yeah. Like yeah. if this was in the fifties, it would be yeah. oh, the big uh, the big Lebowski <laughs> is uh, yeah his dame's gone missing. <laughs> uh, old and, bunny. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. were. I mean, they were they were inspired by Raymond Chandler novels yeah. to write the for the basic plot of this script, you know, but setting it in kind of the crazy artsy vibe of early nineties LA, and I just think that's struck genius. To be mm. honest, like what a great, um, you know what what a what a great setting to sort of have a modern Raymond Chandler-esque type detective story mm. to go. It's just a great idea and they pull it off so well because it's like they are making a real film. Like this is not a sitcom-y type of shot sort of film where you got, you know, actors who are improvising and they use the best takes and, you know, you got Adam Sandler and, you know, Jason Segel, you know, mm. what it's a real film, yeah. you know, like it's shot really well it, like, it is. by Roger Deakins, who's just like it's, it's a, a master cinematographer. Mm. And it's a beautiful film. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he shot Shawshank and, mm. you know, Green Mile and the latest Blade Runner and stuff like that. And, mm. you know, they're shot um, choices and mm. camera operating and all that. It's just, it's really good filmmaking stuff. Yeah. And they just have these great comedic moments that just pop from it, you know. Mm. So, I love so many aspects about this film other than just kind of the funny bits. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I personally rather enjoyed, um, again, we have a lot of really great character actors in this. I really (laughs) enjoy uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as Brandt, uh, Mr. Lebowski's... uh, Assistant, man yeah. servant. Is oh, he was great. <laughs> assistant to just this toadying sycophant. Oh yeah, just <laughs> keeps up his ego for him. And, yeah. Oh man, he's so funny though. He's so great. Rest in peace, Philip. Yeah, and it's been four years since that happened. That, oh, that's wow. amazing. Yeah, it yeah. took me by surprise the other day because it feels like it only happened the other day, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's still fresh in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, great. I I also really loved um, uh, David Huddleston as the Big Lebowski. Just yeah, like. <laughs> He appears in so many things, and he's always pretty much that same character, but yeah. it's always great. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Just that kind of classic grumpy old man yeah. uh, mogul. But yes, we have Bunny, who uh, we are yeah. introduced to in that scene with the uh, the nail polish. Yes. Yep. American Pie's Tara Reid. <laughs> yes, and uh, uh, the green nail polish and, um, you know, blowing on the toes. And yeah. then, um, I, I think uh, maybe that could have been a point for me, because it's classic early 90s films with like just not great to women like mm. they're either like bimbos or crazy and i yeah. was like no it's a 90s film like come yeah. on rihanna okay so, so so we'd say bunny would be in the bimbo category i think so yeah. and then later on maud would be in the crazy category? yeah i think so yeah but then i i don't know maud well she's a feminist and yeah, an artist like, and I, I thought strong at will first they were going for that but then it was like oh no no she's actually like yeah. a pretty fun character actually <laughs> yeah yeah no she's she is really re- just really fun and yeah. julianne moore is just clearly having a great time yeah. i think it's one of her best roles i mean yeah. it's a small part but um yeah i think that's one of my favorite roles that she's done mm. for me mm. personally yeah yeah it was i mean there were, I, I ended up taking a lot of notes on this film but i i, I almost feel as though there almost kind of wasn't a point it, it, yeah. it i mean the film very much ties <laughs> around the fact that you have this central friendship between the dude and his Walter. good friends, Walter, the Vietnam veteran, uh, who is just absolutely nuts. Yeah, you just yeah. can't and control a guy yeah. like that. But just how gonna... how fantastic is John Goodman? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. I don't think again he hasn't been better as well. I think mm. in this movie, and he's always he's always John great. Goodman is excellent. Well, in, in any Coen brother mm. movie, he's done quite a few, and yeah. he's great in all of them. But this is one of his. Best Was Oh Brother, Where Are They, Coen Brothers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like John oh, Goodman in that, that one. Yeah, you saw that one. That was an yeah. awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. loved that one. Yeah, and again, John Goodman's so great in <laughs> He's that. He's great as the Cyclops Ku Klux Klan Big Dan. Yeah, um, but yeah, in this, he's just money, boys. Just absolutely like, just like a volcano that is constantly yeah. about to yeah. erupt. And then opposite them is is Donnie, Poor played, old Donnie. Yeah, played by oh, Steve Buscemi. I related to Donnie so much. <laughs> <laughs> you could, sometimes I can just feel like I'm like him in some conversations. Like, wait, what's this now? Like, we're going back to And it. then people go, shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck Rihanna. up, Rihanna. <laughs> it hurts. It does, <laughs> yeah. Donnie. But again, again, it's it's just really good character acting. It you know, is, you've got, yeah. you've got is, yeah. Steve Buscemi, who's, again... I mean, obviously, he was he was a reasonably big film star in the '90s, but nowadays yeah. you, you look at his additional twenty years of body of work, and it's kind of like, you know, he is a big star, yeah, and it's is. really great seeing him just playing this 
it's a bit part character. Yeah, it, well, it, he, you know, he. I think he burst onto the screens in most people's minds from Fargo as, mm. um, you know, one of the hitmen that were hired. Yeah, well, that and, uh, and Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think Fargo really sent him into the stratosphere. You yeah. know, like it was an Oscar-nominated film and, you know, and he was just so good in it. And he played such a loudmouth chatterbox mm. in that film who <laughs> didn't shut up. And then it was great that the Coen brothers recast him again in The Big Lebowski as someone who's just constantly being cut off and told yeah. to shut the fuck up. And, yeah, and I think that was a purposeful bit of casting there from the Coens, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek yeah. wink. Yeah. Yeah, and it was lovely. And everything just sort of came back to that group of three friends, these mm. three bowling buddies. And, you know, yeah. the dude would go off and have a sort of crazy adventure relating to this kidnapping. Yeah. But then they'd all be bowling again yeah. and just discussing what's happening. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and so nonchalant about the events that have taken place. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes it comes back to Walter going, uh, and what? Yeah. So what is the problem here? Yeah, like, yeah. She, yeah. She, bowling. Supposedly it's her toe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you want herself. a toe? I can get your toe <laughs> yeah. by three o'clock today. Yeah. <laughs> so many great lines in this movie. Um, but yeah, so so it's it's a really great, almost like a really great anchor, I would say, to mm. this film, um, where you know the dude is going to go back and speak to Walter, just no matter how many times he messes things up, and yeah. and Donnie, and they're going to have those great conversations where they're kind of all just sort of talking over each other. Yeah, yeah. like one three shot, you know. Yeah. And yeah, it's just so well scripted and mm. obviously acted and blocked or whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. Really strong performance. Every single line, every every word is written in the script. Mm. You know, mm. like even every ah uh or man or mm. yeah, right. pause. Um, yeah, very specific. I think the only line that anyone come up with on their own was um, human paraquat. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Fridges. Apparently he threw that one in there and they like, love it. Do you know it. what a paraquat is? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a bird. It's a, yeah, a bird or a fruit. One yeah. of those. Yeah. It's, it's a mix of the both. Yeah. Hybrid. Um, so, so Bunny has gone, has gone missing. And so because of this, the dude is uh, given a, a briefcase containing a million dollars to essentially deliver the um the ransom the ransom yeah uh this gets messed up by the fact that he brings walter along and walter because he is just uh, I, I would say maybe like a a hollywood version of a vietnam vet who's just constantly like flashing back to the war yeah, and just wanting to cause so trouble good. yeah throws out the um the, the fake bag with his underwear and that gets taken and they're left with a million dollars and they've not paid the ransom. I just love his plan. Like, okay, we're just going to wait and we're going to grab one of them and beat it out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't. They're going to throw it off the bridge. And he's like, well, that messes up our plan. We can't. Yeah. No, we can't do that. I'm going to double back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So um, good. Apparently, so- he's based, that character's based on... Um, famous writer director john millius mm. who's known for doing like conan the barbarian and he's like a real white right wing mm. you know gun lover type mm. of conservative guy and they've yeah based his character on this guy so he's played it well oh, yeah. he totally. really has um, I, i've just got the words pomeranian to bowling written yeah. here as well i the definitely dog. wasn't a yeah. pomeranian no it, no it was not. not it was not and i've got a feeling that the uh, the marmot that they the marmot is not, it's not a marmot either that's like a ferret, it's a ferret. <laughs> yeah it's like nobody in this film knows what there is these animals are <laughs> I, I love that that they just get things wrong or everyone's getting things wrong all the time but you know they're in their own head so much yeah um but yes we see um so that goes wrong we also see walter pull a gun on Smokey in the bowling alley just market zero yeah (laughs) market zero (laughs) what's that great line um this is bowling it's not vietnam there are rules yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah and so so Again, it's it's slightly tricky to follow in terms of a plot. You know, the landlord turns up at one point and reminds him about the rent. Yeah. And he's literally only there so he can have that great dance yeah. before. He's just inviting him to his dance routine. <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Well, just another another great scene <laughs> of something weird going on yeah. where they where the, where it removes the plot along as well. Yeah. But you've got they've decided to meet at his friend's yeah. dance recital. But I think it's also quite nice because, you know, the dude still makes it there despite the fact yeah. he's in the middle of like he's, he's crashed his car he's, and he's his car man. then gets stolen he still turns up yeah. for the thursday night like well, th- sorry free, thursday free middle of the day. yeah this sort of like um lower end of the fringe level yeah. dance performance like they're kind of like the only three in the audience as well so mm. it was nice yeah. that they showed up <laughs> yeah apparently charlie kaufman is in the background in, yeah in, like, in, that, in that scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I read a lot of stuff about this movie because i'm obsessed yeah. with it <laughs> but yeah apparently he's sitting in the background mm. and he shushes them um yeah so yeah bunny gets kidnapped um 
They screw up the old, they, they screw yeah, up the, the, the handover. handover. Uh, they're introduced. We in- we're introduced to Jesus the Bowler as well. Mm. Just one as of the a- best introductions of a character ever, as far as music, editing, mm. a- everything. Yeah, beautiful. And, and the fact that it's a it's a Latin version of Hotel yeah. California, yeah. which we then establish, yeah. is is a, an Eagles song, which is the hate yeah. of of yeah. the type, of our main character of um. Of so many the links, so many layers in this film. It's yeah. more so than what layers. you think. It's, yeah. yeah. I also, at that point, um, I was expecting Adam Sandler to crop up from somewhere because you already had Steve Buscemi mm. and the yeah. guy who plays Jesus. I was like, hang on a second. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I know where this is going. I think this was pre-Adam Sandler, though. So. Well, well yeah. I mean, he'd, he'd had a couple of films, but he wasn't mm. the uh, the Netflix film producing monstrosity that he yes, is these days. correct. <laughs> um, Lord Jesus Hilda. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, again, the dude's home, home gets invaded, but that happens again, so we'll get to that later. Um <laughs> The, obviously, the exchange goes wrong. The um, when it goes wrong, they go bowling, uh, uh, but the car is stolen. They yeah. think it could be towed. It's like, no, you know, this was stolen. Yeah, yeah. we know it was stolen. Yeah. Um, he parked it in the disabled spot. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah but we established cool. at the very beginning of the film that the dude is lazy. Yes, this is very true. So <laughs> you know, if he sees a free spot like that, he'll be like, man, I'll just take that. It's yeah. fine. He'll, he'll, yeah. So yeah. maybe he got karmic comeuppance for that. Yes. <laughs> you know, losing yeah. the uh, the case, which potentially had a million dollars in it. Um, he gets. A phone call whilst reporting the stolen car to the police from Maud Lebowski, Julianne Moore's character, uh, saying that she took the rug back. The police are thrilled. They're like, hey, <laughs> that was the file on that one. <laughs> he goes and visits her. And then we have that amazing shot of her suspended on a giant swing, not wearing any clothes and just like flicking paint yeah. at, at this canvas. Another great introduction yeah. of a yeah. great character. But it, it also, without saying anything, establishes that we have this sort of modern day artist Yoko Ono-esque character yeah. Yeah. who is going to help drive the plot forward but is also just another weird, weird person. Yeah, yeah. someone to have some fun with. Yeah. And just another what? crazy puzzle piece. Yeah. And I, I think by that point, particularly the this time watching it, but I think the first time watching it, it you just sort of kind of go, this is what this film is. Everyone yeah. is <laughs> everyone is a bit of a loony. I don't know if you felt like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you find yourself accepting that or did you find yourself pushing against it? Like, I just want someone normal. I don't think I necessarily wanted someone normal. I think it just wasn't a surprise. It was just mm. like, oh, okay another one like here we go yeah for me it was um a bit later on the the one that made me go no this is here we go another another loony um i guess would would have been uh, jackie jackie treehorn yeah Yeah. his his whole introduction (laughs) seemed normal at first (laughs) true but you know his his whole introduction with the um the the film shoot on the beach yeah with the uh topless girls on the on the big trampoline thing mm. uh, and then he just those. walks out of the out of the yeah. shot and beautiful slow motion yeah and then stares right into the camera, right the camera and says yeah. hi jeff i'm jackie treehorn <laughs> <laughs> um but we're getting slightly ahead of ourselves uh, because uh, maud gets in touch uh and says that um she took her rug back because it had sentimental value yeah. um and also doubting very much that uh, bunny has been kidnapped saying yes. that um also revealing that she appeared in uh, pornographic films previously, specifically Log, Log Jamming, Jammin', which is a, one of the best porn titles I've ever, well, you know, it's the only one I've ever seen, obviously, obviously but yeah. um, what a great title. What a great Maybe title, yeah. Although none of them appear to be lumberjacks, I've just realised, so. Anyway. And the, I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> yeah, bangs the TV top. What, what do you think happens now? He fixes the cable? Yeah. <laughs> my friend she was just taking a shower yeah yeah topless lady walks out half silicon half woman and it's just it's it's yeah it's it's just marvelous the way they they layer so many little things in that just make it feel despite the fact that it's all a a, a parody of the world around them it mm. feels very much of the world um, yeah yeah they definitely they yeah the, the cohen's not bad filmmakers i think is they're pretty good yeah, they, yeah they've, they've done all right for themselves yeah old ethan and joel yeah um so yeah, she she says that the money from that from her father, uh, the 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 titular Big Lebowski, mm. uh, was taken from the the little Lebowski's yeah, uh, urban achievers, scary. little achievers, and so she's like, yeah. we have to get that money back because it's not his to to give away that kind of thing, yeah. and so she then sends 
the dude in a limo back to his house and as he gets pulled out of that limo into another limo with the big Lebowski in it going, you took my money! (laughs) And he has to explain how Bonnie potentially kidnapped herself. Yeah, and we get a first shot of um, Lebowski's uh, great jelly sandals, which I believe are Jeff Bridges' own sandals. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, (laughs) I've read that he used most of his own clothes in Mm. the wardrobe and those jelly sandals are his and he still wears them to this day. Yes, mm. jelly sandals were the greatest. So mm. yep. that had a tick for me. <laughs> okay, that's that's in the positive the list. Good. <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, so we have the double limo kidnap. Um, I, I also noticed at this point, the dude borrows a lot of other people's phrases. Yes, he does. Yeah. That is one thing. He hears something and then he'll repeat it in his own context. Ah. Like, like, well, I mean, literally, like, the dude abides, of yeah. course, is one. But um, he's, like, paraphrasing stuff he heard George Bush say on the telly. Yeah. Um, aggression will not stand. Yeah. And um, it's it's just a really wonderful, quite subtle thing yeah. to put in your film as a, as a character trait. Yeah. But it really adds to it, and again, adds to that realism that he's he's lazy. He's just sort of taking everything yeah. around him and just use it and just... Adding it in. I, yeah. I mean, you could say it's learning as well, but yeah. he's, he's just sort of using everyone else's phrases without maybe not necessarily understanding them. Well, I do it. Do you? All the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, the Jago abides. Um, the Jago abides. There we go. Um, so then they, they reveal to him that they have a toe with green nail polish so no it must be kidnappers yeah, we just dis- <laughs> they will not abide another toe yeah says. <laughs> but but then they discover uh, we discover later in the film it belongs to one of the nihilists girlfriend speaking yeah. of which Is the nihilists nihilists they believe <laughs> yeah. in nothing yeah <laughs> they throw the, the marmot in the bath yeah. and we're coming back to take your johnson <laughs> stomp on it and squish it <laughs> Flea um, is one of them. Yeah, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is just, again... This is great. And one of the other ones, um, I just had his name then, uh, Peter Stormer. Yeah, from, from Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, great. Yeah. One minute it's wood chippers, next minute yeah. it's marmots. German nihilist, yeah. <laughs> and um, the, the girl who they cut the toe off, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if many people know who Amy Mann is. She's a famous American musician, but mm. she did all the songs for um, Magnolia. Oh, really? If you remember that movie? And... Yeah, and she, I've, I've heard, actually heard her on a podcast talking about just her that that role, that small yeah, film right. role, because she's usually known as a musician, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's a great little podcast. It's called I Was There Too. I'm just cross promoting. Oh um, no, cross promoting's fine. And it's just a great podcast to listen yeah. to because it's about people that had really small parts in big films, and they oh, just talk yeah. about their experience on that film, what it was cool. like to be there, and yeah, she did one and talked about just you know she was there for a couple of days and learned that German sentence you know asking for lincoln burger pancake and yeah <laughs> oh that's fantastic yeah um yeah so the home invasion with the marmot uh, the car is found but there's no uh, briefcase um the dude has a falling out with walter at the bowling alley and then meets the stranger sam elliott the, mm. the narrator just with yeah. the, the best mustache in cinema it's so good. I'm just throwing it out there. It is, it's pretty incredible. It's yeah. it's amazing. Mm, it's I, almost. I feel like for him though, that's just the way he was born. Like I yeah. can't imagine him without that mustache. Yeah, he mm. came out with uh, yeah. yeah with yeah. that mustache yeah. on. Yeah, and totally. the cowboy hat. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, it's such a great um, role, like, a great filming uh, framing device mm. in it, and the fact that he, I like that he asked him, "Oh, can you?" Stop using so many cuss words because like <laughs> yeah. he's trying to tell us this story, but yeah. he just doesn't like all the swearing, and he's yeah. just saying, "Can mm. you cut that back a bit?" Yeah, and it, it again, it just adds a nice little extra flavor, which maybe is something the audience likes, and maybe it's something that they're not sure on. But ultimately, mm. it makes it more, it makes it a very unique film. Mm. Yeah, I think ultimately, he's the all-seeing eye. Um, also, I realized, you know, how I said at the very beginning that I looked at the DVD case and was like, "Oh, I've, like I've seen these images before." It's um, very obvious to me now, but you know the shot where the the three of them are just sitting at the bar before they meet the cowboy man. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that is literally a picture that's hanging up in like my boyfriend's mum's house. So I've stared oh. at that picture for f- like five years now. Oh. Uh, and just as you're watching this, and you're as like, I watched it, bingo. that's when I realised. Yeah. yeah, I see. So older, uh, like love- Donny over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't want oh, you to be Donnie's the dummy. Always behind the eight ball. 
<laughs> love it. Yeah. That's okay. Well, everyone loves Donnie, so yeah. at the very least, there's that. Um, David Thewlis is in this film, which I just yeah. did not remember. Just that the just that Weasley little laugh that he gives. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and he looks so different. Yeah, he's got the shaved head. head with that pencil mustache. Looks yeah. like John Waters. And yes. I think that's what maybe they were going for. Maybe yeah, I think about that's it. that's who I was thinking of as well. Yeah. I just couldn't remember the name. Yeah, uh, but yeah, David Thiel is just as a weird art character yeah. who's yeah. again adding to that world. Would have been there for half a day, just coming in, doing a little role. I just going, love that. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> you did that really well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, then we there's this Volkswagen which is following <laughs> the dude yeah. around, causes him to crash the car, and he finds. A mysterious letter, but it's not a letter, it's homework. And that's because his car was apparently stolen by a 15-year-old. So they go and track down this 15-year-old. Yep. And his dad wrote on a TV show. Branded. Branded back in the day. And he's now in an iron lung. And they confront... <laughs> the, this is... I'm not, it feels like I'm just making yeah. S- yeah. stuff up. Like you're just improving some weird yeah. crap, man. But it's not. It, they really put this together. They, they put this plot line in a film. Yeah. They turned up at a 15-year-old's house, confront him with the homework, insisting that he stole a million dollars, go out, beat a sports car they think belongs mm. to him with a crowbar. And then this other guy turns up when they realize it's not his sports car and then attacks the dude's car. Yeah. And then they all drive off with, with the breeze going through the car because there's no windows. It feels <laughs> yeah. like that just shouldn't work in a film, but it does. Yeah. It's entertaining, it's well-written, and it's fun. Yeah, And it's I think that is a real achievement for this film. Yeah, yeah. That it's, that shouldn't work. But they've found a way to make I think it in work. In any other director's hands, it probably wouldn't work. But mm. Yeah, they just yeah they are they are superb with their tone. Mm. If anything, the Coen brothers are, ju- are just masters of tone, mm. combining comedy and and drama and thrills. You know, it's yeah mm. masters it's, of it. I also just absolutely love John Goodman repeatedly saying, "This is what you get when you fuck a stranger <laughs> in the ass." <laughs> Over and over. This is what you get. <laughs> it's it's and at, at that fabulous. point you're thinking this isn't the teenagers' car. Yeah. Yeah. I think I actually yeah. said that out loud. I was like, I looked at you guys and was like, oh, this, yeah. I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so satisfying when it does go that way yeah. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, yet again, the dude's house um, is is home to the goons. The goons from the start of the film who yeah. are Jackie Treehorn. Who kidnap him and take him to meet Jackie Treehorn, who then draws a dick on a bit of paper? <laughs> um, I think I will. I think it's a joke. He's drawing a doodle. Yeah, he's doodling. Ah, yeah, it's a literal yeah. pun. They're very nice, and you love those. I do very yeah. much so. That and doodles. Yeah. Um, and yes, uh, the so yeah, he drugs him. Yeah, Jackie. Yeah. Jackie drugs. The dude, we see the second longer dream sequence because we had that first dream sequence when he got punched in mm. the face yeah, and he was sort of just around. flying through the air. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have the second dream sequence, which is set in like a Jackie Treehorn mm. porno film where it's him and um, uh, Maud Lebowski yeah. Yeah. and they're bowling, but there's girls in like big bowling uh, headdresses and yeah. for some reason Maud's dressed like a Viking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it entitled gutter balls yeah yes, and then and then we have the ne- the nihilists turn up in red morph suits with the scissors running after yeah <laughs> the dude it's great i guess it's like referencing that classic scene in those black and white noir films where someone gets knocked out and they kind of fall into a spiraling yeah sort of pattern behind them and this is like their version of that but it's like this you know What's that guy? B- Bubsy Berkeley. What's his name? Uh, Busby Berkeley. Yeah, Busby Berkeley sort of musical yeah. number, you know, and for no other reason than just to say that time has passed. I guess. And that he was unconscious, but, yeah. but bringing in themes and yeah. what's on his mind. But, and it was a little bit of the precursor to uh, some of the really fabulous stuff they did in Hail Caesar. Some of those shots yeah. oh. were kind of like, ah, oh, I see why you did Hail Caesar now, because you, you, you've obviously got a fascination with this. this. Like yeah. you had fun doing this, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the dude comes out of his, um, his, his drug trip running down the street where the police grab him because he's just a drugged guy running down yeah. the streets of Malibu. There's the absolutely brilliant scene with the, the, the sheriff of the Malibu police <laughs> who just throws a mug at his head. Yeah. And it, it surprised me this time as well. <laughs> it's just perfectly shot and done, the sound effect of yeah. it whacking his head. Yeah. And he's like, fucking fascist. And, <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just great. I really like um, the Coen brothers' um, attention to detail with moments of action. 
Mm. You know, like even just something as simple at the start as when the guys first grab him and put him into the toilet, you can see that his bowling ball like nicks the side of the door frame and yeah. just I mean, just takes a big chunk out of it. Yeah, just things like that. Like they, you know, would probably take more time and effort to get right. You know, mm. just those moments, but but they do it because they're real filmmakers and yeah. they're getting these moments which are hilarious. That mug hitting his oh, head. It just, just looks brutal. And, it really does. And it, fucking funny um we we also then see shortly after the police scene uh, after the dude's been thrown out of a taxi for complaining about the taxi driver <laughs> playing the eagles it's just malibu's just not a great place to him it's yeah. just, everyone hates him there um but we see that bunny is driving a convertible yes. singing viva las vegas yeah. with her toes oh so, so guess we know that uh, bunny is most definitely not currently uh, uh, captive and probably hasn't been. Apparently, one of the e- uh, one of the Eagles band members mm. approached Jeff Bridges at a party once and kind of berated him <laughs> 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 because of that line. And yeah. he's like, "Well, I didn't write it, but yeah." Anyway, I heard that and thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you'd be a bit upset. It, it certainly didn't do much for the uh, the Eagles street crowd. Well, the, the other line where he says he roadied for Metallica and yeah. they were a bunch of assholes. They love that Metallica. Yeah. Like, they were just so happy that they were mentioning one mention, of their favourite yeah. movies. And they've tried to work that scene into shows. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard that. I don't think they were successful. but True, but there's a difference between saying once that Metallica were a bunch of assholes yeah. and just consistently going, the Eagles are shit. For I hate the fucking Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and speaking of, the Metallica line comes in a scene uh, after... Uh, the dude has returned home to find his house completely wrecked, mm. but Maud is there and she demands that he makes love to her. <laughs> yeah. And Lovely. it does come out of nowhere. It really it does. does. And like everything else in yeah. this movie. And it's great. And uh, I mean, it obviously makes perfect sense later. It does but... then make perfect sense yeah. because yeah. she's trying to conceive a child, but with someone who... <laughs> that she won't see socially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just love her like in the bed, like holding up her knees and cradling yeah. herself yeah. and wriggling around. You kind of know what she's doing yeah. as well. You're like, is, is she doing she... that? Okay, then. He's like, yeah. what is that, yoga? Like, no. And everything's just very matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, although I do love Jeff Bridges' spit the take. The spit take. It's one w- of the greatest spit takes <laughs> I've ever seen in history, including those old cowboy shows and yeah. everything. It's just, <laughs> just think about it now. I'm like, yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Again, just very funny, but very. It, it's not completely nonsense. Yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah. You know, everything has a place. It's a like sense. formulated you, nonsense. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Control chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, the dude then goes out because um, he's he's going to get Walter to take him to confront Mr. Lebowski. But when he goes out in the street, the the Volkswagen is out there, and it mm. turns out there's a there's a brother Seamus, which is another term for <laughs> yeah. a private detective. I just heard that. I just read that the other day. Yeah. Oh, love that. Yeah. And brother Seamus. Dude is just so confused. <laughs> You're an Irish monk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that, that whole Volkswagen thing as well, that's a, a reference to their first debut film, um, Blood Simple. There was a similar um, character, a, a PI type, oh, who yeah. drove around in a Volkswagen in that oh. movie as well. So I think it's a nice little nod to their first film that they made. That is cool. Yeah. Other than that, was there like a, a proper purpose in the film? Like, could that scene have Not been... Not be in there. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that's the thing. It, it, all it really brings up is... Um, you know, him just saying, stay away from my lady friend. She's mm. not my special lady. She's my lady friend. Yeah. I'm just trying to help her conceive, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how he's accepted it at this point as well. Yeah. He's like, yeah, okay, this is what I think. I, I think now. it just, I guess it sets up the whole, like, um, bunny thing. You know, like, mm. where is she? But in the end, he, he's just mm. working for her parents who want her to come home. I mean, you, it doesn't need to be in the film. Mm. But that's why, like, scene after scene, they're just great, funny scenes mm. that yeah. you just get to meet people and... Yeah, hear funny things. Yeah. And I think it it, it it does that thing of, of building the world out as well. Oh, and totally. I, I think, to be honest, that detective might be the only character that isn't fully relevant. But but mm. but yeah. it might. That's but what I, my thought was anyway. Yeah. But my yeah. thinking is also that it might be relevant in terms of the tonality of the fact that this is sort of like your traditional fifties detective story. Yeah. It oh, makes yeah, sense true. to have an actual You've PI. Got red there. herring, and yeah. Then, yeah. So and it's proven otherwise, and yeah, yeah. So, but you're, you're right. It does feel a bit. Oh, that's. I mean, this is a weird film, but that was weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but was also perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. nothing particularly wrong with it. Walter picks up uh, the dude. They go to confront Mr. Lebowski to find that Bunny has returned, having crashed her convertible into the fountain. Yep. Dancing around naked. Yep. yep. Walter's um, 
unhappy and exhibits that unhappiness by pulling Mr. Lebowski out of his chair. Well, he's a gold bricker. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's a he's a fucking phony. Yeah. Saying basically like uh, you know, he's like, I know spinal injuries. This guy's this guy's not <laughs> I know he's spinal. phony. <laughs> this guy fucking walks. <laughs> And just throws them on the floor. And obviously, Mr. Lebowski starts crying because this is very upsetting assault. And Walter's just stood there just like, well, let's, let's just go bowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they go bowling. Um, all all the stuff about, is it the, the Shabbat? The, Shiva oh, Shabbos. That, yeah, Shiva Shabbos. Yeah. That, that, you know, I, I can't do things that. on Saturday. Yeah. Again, fun, just extra additional character building thing that they, they do nicely. But when they leave the bowling alley, the, the nihilists are there having destroyed the dude's car. It's finally destroyed. Um, one of them has a sword. Walter picks a fight with them. Uh, throw, throws a bowling ball at Flea. Yeah. And yeah. Takes him out. Yeah. That, like, that really hurt. Yeah. Um, and so they have this fight. Bites a guy's ear off. Uh, but then, but then Donnie's on the ground and he's lying on the ground. Oh, he's been God. shot. No, no, no gun. There was no gunshots, dude. <laughs> no he's shots just, were fired. Yeah, he's just he's just having a heart attack. But yeah. Donnie has a heart attack. He and does. He dies. And, and, and I've, does. I noticed something for the first time um, when he just before that scene, they're bowling and mm. Donnie in slow motion goes for his bowl, mm. and he you think he's going to knock all the pins down, but mm. one slightly remains, mm. and then and he's kind of he's always hit strikes throughout the whole movie and this one time he hasn't and then when he sits down you kind of focus on the other two and they're talking but he's kind of looking at his hand and shaking it and it's a bit a bit oh, tingly no, and, yeah you know like the, like, like when you have a heart attack yeah exactly yeah, and that's the first time i noticed it actually watching it today because i was looking at him mm. just seeing what he was doing you yeah know, and he yeah. was yeah it's it already little, coming on yeah, yeah. see so for me watching it this time obviously being aware that donnie was going to die of a heart attack it was the sound after he didn't knock the bowling where everything goes fuzzy yeah and it, almost like you know when you're very dizzy and your hearing's not quite mm. right and yeah. that's another one of those heart and attacks that private ryan moment yeah you know, when it's all like... and i noticed that a lot more knowing that obviously donnie dies pretty soon um which was again one of those things where it's like that's interesting yeah. so yeah they've nice touch yeah it's it's a really nice touch donnie obviously dies the dude and walter argue with uh, francis the mortuary worker about the price <laughs> of an urn they end up just getting I, a, i'm totally behind them yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah just getting a tin from a fast food restaurant yeah uh, is there a ralph's nearby is, oh. 180 dollars yeah. it is our most it's, modestly yeah. priced receptacle it's not modest <laughs> no. yeah especially for 1991 i mean come yeah on. Mm. come on yeah um and so they go to the pacific ocean where they presume donnie would have wanted his <laughs> yeah. <to just> scattered. <laughs> presume that's what <laughs> and and obviously even that goes wrong because the, the they're up there at the ocean so the, the wind blows great. it in yeah. it gets all over the dude's face um <laughs> it's just, it's just just really funny yeah. just absolutely funny and then we finish with the dude uh the day before the the bowling final meeting the stranger sam elliott in the bar and then yeah, he just sums it all he up. just sums it he up just and turns to the camera and <laughs> gives us a good old monologue yep and hope uh, you liked it um i'm, I'm I'm going on too long. Yeah, I'm yeah. So Look at me. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's a sum up of the film. Yeah. Which again, it feels kind of weird, but it's it is fun. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is really fun. Um, well, how do you think the way he summed him up, summed up the film, The Stranger? How, what do you feel about that? Do you think it actually does sum up the film? You're saying that this is just the whole chaos of life and yeah. it keeps turning and 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 how the dude doesn't really change yeah to an extent and it's interesting because taken her easy for all of us yeah we, we had a similar discussion on last week's podcast about um when we did gladiator about how maximus doesn't actually really change as a character throughout that film yeah and obviously uh russell crowe went and won an oscar for that and it's one of those things where it's like is that character you know it's kind of it's sort of going it's still a good film but but maximus himself doesn't really go through any Real change. Real change, yeah. other than, you know, oh no, my, my family have been murdered. Yeah, no, now I'm going to just yeah, exactly mm. right. kill the emperor. That's that's pretty much his story. Um, where And in this, the big Lebowski sort of just experiences everything, but he's kind of already in that his zen character is so spot. good yeah. that it, it, that is why we're watching him, because of his character traits and his voice and his ethos and mm. his, you know, philosophy on life and just the way he reacts to things. It's just so goddamn entertaining and yeah. funny that he doesn't need to change because we're we're being entertained by this guy. True. I mean, 
I almost think nobody in this film changes. No. Nobody really changes who they are. Nobody really really, learns a lesson. Donnie just goes from being alive to being dead. (laughs) And even that doesn't really change who Walter is. Yeah. It doesn't change. Mr. Lebowski doesn't really have a a big change. Neither does Bunny. Do you think Walter maybe changes at the end when he just keeps saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, when... The dude is just going off at him and saying, "What has anything got to do with Vietnam?" And he's I, like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and just hugs him. And I don't, I don't. I, I think that is like a, a genuine look at their friendship. Like that's why they're still that's friends because they, they yeah. have those moments. Possibly, I, I think it, it's possibly for me. I think I would have need to have seen a bit more later mm. on, like maybe post the bowling match. Yeah, because it could be you know the emotion of the fact they've just said goodbye to Donnie as well. Mm. Yeah, I guess you just assume that they are exactly the same. Yeah, that, that that's my feeling anyway. You know, you don't really yeah. get a sense that Walter Walter is still going to be talking about Vietnam. Oh, he's yeah. still going <laughs> to have this this thing for his ex wife Cynthia. Um, you know, he's he's still going to be just a weird dude. <laughs> Jewish. <Yeah. laughs> he's like, you return a library card. Yeah, you converted when you're married. Yeah, and you five years ago you were divorced, and uh, just like. You stop being Jewish? Yeah. Not Do you hand works. in your license? Do you get a new license? No. <laughs> What's that? You're like, you're dwelling in the past. And it's like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Jewish. Yeah. From Moses to, oh, what was it? I can't remember the oh, quote. That was so good. I know what you, yeah. I know which, I We've all just watched the film. You know the line. Yeah, you yeah. know what we're talking about. Um, would you guys like some trivia? Yes. Sure. Hit me with it. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick through the bits of trivia, which Jago has not mentioned yet so far. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> no, 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 that's, it's all good. Sometimes <laughs> it's nice it if it's me. natural and it's yeah. filtered in like that. Yeah. Before filming a scene, Jeff Bridges would frequently ask the Coen brothers, did the dude burn one on the way over? Um, if he had, he would then rub his knuckles into his eyes to make them appear bloodshot. Yeah. So I just like the idea of just Pure Jeff method. Bridges just going, like, rub, rubbing right, his then. eye. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. No, it's Man, da- okay, Brando. Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis playing the dude. The dude. I, w- I would Amazing. love to see that. Well, they used to have actually, well, maybe once they've done this, where in um, in LA, uh, Jason Reitman, the, you know, the Ivan Reitman's son director, who did Juno and stuff like that, he has set up, um, uh, well, viewings, what would you call it? I guess it's kind of just a, a whole bunch of actors on stage and they performed the the entire script of the Big Lebowski with like Seth Rogen as the dude and, <laughs> and and just a whole bunch of things. I've I've only read about this. It wasn't allowed to be recorded. It was just kind of one off oh, event wow. where you know if you got look at, lucky enough to get a ticket, you could go along and see it and just see how they um, could reinterpret the the movie in a different way with a different performance from these really good actors, you know and. Um, I just love that. That's something I would just would have loved to have seen. Mm. Yeah. In an early draft of the script, the dude's source of income was revealed. He was the heir to the inventor of the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I did wonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I mean, but, we assume, because it's not mentioned, we assume that he's on welfare or something. Yeah. Right? But that's hilarious yeah but it was apparently it was joel cohen's idea but they dropped it pretty early on yeah well (laughs) probably good um the dude says the word man 147 times in the film that's believable which is almost a minute and a half of the film yeah just the dude (laughs) because other people say it as well yeah so we're looking at the dude specifically spends almost a minute and a half in this film just saying the word man (laughs) which is kind of fantastic um there are a few other stats on words um actually should we try and guess yeah We'll, we'll give our yeah. guesses of... So, yeah, go, go for one. I think I know one of them. But okay, well, let's go yeah. for the two other big words from this film. Um, the F word and dude. How many times do you think the F word was said? So, in all its iterations. In all its fuck, iterations. Fucking this is, fucker, this is fucked. Every character. Well, from what I... Because I, I, I think I've read something like that before. You go. No, go you go, because I have no idea. So, I'm going to base my answer off yours. Well, that's why I want you to go first. Oh, okay. How many times was dude said? Oh, I was going to get you to guess the. That was around 147. Did we or just something. say what was the one that we? Just oh, the said? first one. Yeah. Uh, the first one, which I definitely oh, man. remember. Sorry, man, yeah, man was yeah. said around. Man was said 147 times. So, okay. how many times was fuck uh, said? I'm going to go. 162. Let's 162. Go with. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm pretty sure it's more than that. It could be even. <laughs> Almost double. I'm going to say around 300 times. Oof. You're not far off, Luke. 292. Oh. 
snip. However, even though you weren't guessing, I'm going to give Rihanna the dude count because she was off by one. <gasps> 161 no. times was dude said in no. this film. So nice I'm pretty work. happy with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much just say the word man, dude, and, and fuck yeah. uh, over and over again. And you've got this film. Yeah. Uh, in a version that was edited for television, however, the famous line, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, was changed to this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> Love that. So that, that is... was just said, like, repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what happens when you find a stranger in the house. And, and it kind of works as well. Like, <laughs> Does it work? I don't know. I mean, if you're going to do anything, it's better than, you know, yeah. saying frig instead or of... melon yeah. farmer. Yeah, melon... Oh, God. <laughs> the dude line... The dude's line, sorry. The dude abides is a reference to uh, a Bible text, uh, specifically, quote... One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever, end quote. <laughs> it's a reference to how the dude, much like the earth, can weather change and chaos around him, but still remains the same. So deep. Yeah. Mm. And again, that's what Sam Elliott says at yeah. the end. You know, it's like yeah. Donnie passes on, but I know there's a little Lebowski yeah. on the way. It's just movie's got layers, man. Give me <laughs> another sarsaparilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a 2013 interview, Joel Cohen told a story about uh, having recently been at a movie theater in San Francisco. Uh, they saw a booth displaying Lebowski posters, uh, he and his brother. Ethan asked the teenage girl what was going on, and she proceeded to tell them about the theater's nightly screenings of the film. She said that people come dressed in costume and that you should come, you'd like it, it's fun. Oh, Not wow. knowing it was the people made that made it. the film. Wow. <laughs> I've, and did I've they seen, go? <laughs> uh, it doesn't say. But... I've seen so many things. Like I, I think there's an extra on one of the DVD releases actually about um, detailing kind of a big Lebowski weekend, an annual thing that happens every year in some city somewhere where people uh, go to it they dress up they mm. you know drink white russians and watch the movie and all have fun and yeah just looks great it's caught on so much with the zeitgeist everywhere how many times is the dude's rug mentioned <laughs> um i feel like cuz they, they definitely do I don't know if it's like a, it is a lot, but I yeah. feel like it's definitely is not a lot Could as be in the, the words. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if it would be in the hundreds. No. Like, I'm gonna I, okay, go I'll, with I'll give like, you a range. It's it's below fifty. Okay. I'm gonna go like I mean, my initial thought was like ten, but mm. I feel like that's too little. No, I'm gonna go with ten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thirty-seven. Can I give it to Rihanna? It was seventeen. Nice. <laughs> Yes. I'm good at this guessing game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my new favorite feature. <laughs> Guess film stats. Da, 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 da. Da. Well, speaking of the Lebowski experience that you were saying, uh, Jago, there was the little Lebowski shop, which was in Greenwich Village in New York City. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's now closed because it was a film devoted entirely to the big Lebowski. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, it stole, it stole, it sold uh, memorabilia and T-shirts and all yeah. sorts of things like that. But, yeah, yeah, cool. And my, my sister said she they travelled, her, her and her boyfriend travelled to um, Iceland, you know, last year, a few years ago, and there's a bar in Reykjavik called the, the Lebowski bar yes uh, yeah. it is um, <laughs> it offers multiple variations of the white Russian and other yes. menu options named for characters and phrases of the film uh, the interior is bowling themed and adorned with rugs <laughs> yes <laughs> so, so yeah. going there that's, yeah. that's a good place <laughs> yeah. I, I do wonder if you can order a, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, ass. I hope, I I hope what, what would it be yeah. And then would the like the mocktail version be the this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? I, I hope so. <laughs> uh, initially, Alan Klein wanted $150,000 for the use of dead flowers by the Rolling Stones. Oh. But he loved the scene where the dude talks about hating the Eagles so much he waived the license Aww. fee. <laughs> so there's a guy that loves it that he hates yeah. the yeah. Eagles and then the actual Eagle who's <laughs> insulted. By yeah. Wow. Norwegian posters and video cassettes carried the text, and this is in Norwegian, and Befeles av Norsk Bowling Forbund, which means recommended by the Norwegian Bowling Association. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Well, you know, this this was a very pro bowling film. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Good pronunciation too. It, oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> John Turturro, uh Jesus, 
to yeah. oh, uh, those of you who don't know him. Um, Jesus Quintaro. Yes. Uh, originally thought he was going to have a bigger role in the film. When he read the script, he realized the part was quite small. However, the Coen brothers let him come up with a lot of his own ideas for the character, like shining the bowling ball <laughs> and the scene where he dances backwards, which he said was inspired by Muhammad Ali. Yeah. <laughs> so makes sense now. Yeah. I love when he's rubbing that bowling ball, just the way he's doing it, as yeah. if it's like his balls just yeah. being... Oh, man. Mm. So funny. Just, Very suggestive. Yeah. yeah. He clearly had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> I did wonder about like the, the one painted fingernail, mm. like where that came from. And that was obviously him just being like, this is my character. I'd say he yeah. came up with that, yeah. Because the Coens, they're very strict on a lot of the details and their scripts and their characters. But yeah, from what it said there, they let him have a bit of free yeah. reign and he just went to town. He did. Uh, some car facts. The dude's car is a four-door 1973 Ford Torino. Two vehicles were used in the filming. One was destroyed, obviously the fire one. Yeah. The other one was destroyed whilst filming The X-Files uh, a couple of years wow. um, later in a yeah season eight episode called Salvage. Oh, there so, you go. There you go. Uh, the other fact is that in the original script, the car was meant to be a Chrysler LeBaron. Uh, which is one that Jeff the Dude Dowd, who the Dude is based on, originally owned. Right. But the car was not big enough to fit John Goodman. So they had to change it to oh, a Ford wow. Torino. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big boy, he's John. He's a big guy. Uh, but yeah, they had to change the car because unfortunately they couldn't fit him in it, which is a slight shame. But also... Well, he's lost a lot of weight now, so good on him. True. He, if they did it now, if they He'd did... be fine. If they did a remount. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if they did a second Big Lebowski film, no. that would be pretty great. Which John Turturro... Apparently, was going to do at some point. He was pushing for it. Yeah, um, he wanted one all about Jesus, but the Coens were like, "We we don't do sequels." I, I'm glad that didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. According to Alex Bleth, who wrote the book "The Dude Abides," on his time spent working as as an assistant to the Coen brothers, uh, casting the role of Jeffrey Lebowski was one of the last decisions that they made before filming. Some of the names that they tossed around for uh, Jeffrey Lebowski included Robert Duvall, uh, who wasn't fond of the script, Anthony Hopkins who passed since he had wow. no interest in playing an American, okay. and Gene Hackman, who was on a break at that time. So this is mm. this is not for the dude. I, I think the this right. is for... The, the, the Big Lebowski. The, the oh, Big Lebowski, right, yes. yeah. Uh, and a couple of others that were considered include Gore Vidal, which would have been amazing, wow. uh, Andy Griffith, <laughs> and Ernest Borgnine. Oh, Their ultimate uh, choice would have been Marlon Brando. They knew they were never going to get him. <laughs> so the Coens amused themselves by just quoting the script whilst trying to do Brando and... <laughs> Impersonations. <laughs> like what? Like I can see. There's a line that they said. Yes, strong men also cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not trying doing that. Strong men also cry. <laughs> um, you can edit that. <laughs> no, that's lovely. No. Uh, as I said before, the film's overall structure was influenced by the detective fiction of Raymond Chandler. Ethan Cohen said, "We wanted something that would generate a certain narrative feeling, like a modern Chandler story, and that's why it had to be set in L.A." Uh, we wanted to have a narrative flow, a story that moved like a Chandler book through different parts of the town and social classes. Uh, the use of the stranger's voiceover also came from Chandler's work. Uh, Joel remarking, he's a little bit of an audience substitute. In the movie adaption of Chandler, it's the main character that speaks off screen, but we didn't want to reproduce that. Uh, so, you know, we wanted it to have it uh, as if someone was commenting on the plot from an all-seeing point of view. And at the same time, rediscovering the old earthiness of a Mark Twain. Yeah. Which... Mm. I, I think they nailed yeah. pretty much. They did beautifully the, done. There is a real sense of that through through Sam Elliott's performance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's the trivia, guys. Cool. Learned so much. <laughs> mm. Which means that all we have left to do is to score the film. Ooh. So um, what we'll do, Rihanna, because this was your first time watching, yes. you get to score the film first. Okay. What score would you give the Big Lebowski out of ten? I think originally, just after watching it, it was going to be a bit lower because, as you guys know, I was on the fence. But now, just kind of recapping a bit, like it was, some bits were put up for me. Mm -hmm. It's still not like a great score, but I'm going to give it um, seven fake toes out of ten. <laughs> seven fake toes out of ten. Uh, what what would you give it? Uh, look, I couldn't go anywhere under a nine and a half plus another half. So 10? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll give it 10 Pomeranians out of 10, I think. Yes. No, that's, that's, I think that's perfect. It's, it's, it's about nostalgia for me as well. I was, mm. you know, I was yeah. only 16 when I first saw it and loved it straight away. And it kind of was the first movie that 
introduced me into the Coen Brothers world, you know, and then I started mm. seeing all their back catalogs. So, you know, I just, I've, it's got a sentimental place in my heart and I could watch it anytime. And it was a pleasure to watch it with someone that hasn't seen it tonight. Mm. So thank you, Rana, Rana, for that. No, thank you. And and for me, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's been a while since I've watched it. Um, and it, it was lovely to dip back into it and just enjoy a lot of people working really well, making what is a pretty darn good film. Um, I'm going to give it eight stained rugs out of ten. Um, lovely. Yeah, it's it's a lovely film. So uh, all that remains me uh, for me to say is Luke and Rihanna. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode. Thank you thank so you. much for having us. And for those of you listening at home, thank you very much for listening in. If you want more information, uh, we can be found on Facebook. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or any other podcasting, podcatching service of your choice. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And as always, our Patreon is available for those of you who want to join in and get a little bit of extra content. Uh, You can do that for as little as a dollar a month. Even the dude could afford that, even though he'd probably fill out the check and date it to be paid a year later and it'd probably bounce. But still, even he... (laughs) could do that uh, just, <laughs> just go to the patreon uh, uh website which is patreon.com forward slash ccuc podcast but that's all for this week so until next time nobody fucks with that jesus <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs>